We've talked a lot this weekend about abundant life in Jesus Christ, starting with the woman at the well um, when Jesus gave her living water. He said this would be a spring within you welling up to eternal life. We talked a lot about um, Jesus giving us life on life, life to the full. And this morning I just want to talk a little bit about what that looks like. What does abundant life in Jesus look like? And I know y'all are a little bit tie tie. So I say to my kids, are you tie tie? You need nine nine. Um, so, so I'm going to keep it brief um, this morning, as brief as I can, although don't be nervous. I pulled out the new Bible <laughs> because my other one was missing the first couple chapters of Genesis and I needed those today. So don't be nervous. But anyways, um, but this morning I want to talk a little bit about what does abundant life in Jesus look like? What, what does that really mean? What does that look like for us? And this last summer, I got to take my little girls to vacation Bible school for their first time. I don't know if any of y'all went to that when you were little. If you don't know what it is, it's kind of like a week-long summer camp, but not. Um, it's just from like 9 till 12. And, it's you know, my girls were only like 3 o'clock. Or 3 o'clock. They're only 3 o'clock. <laughs> Maybe I'm tai-tai. I need night-night. Um, <laughs> They were only three years old, and anyways, I was kind of nervous. I loved VBS when I was little, so I was so fired up to take them, and they had a blast. And like, you know, they do crafts, and they have like a theme for the week, and they learn Bible verses and sing Bible songs, and um, the last night of vacation Bible school, it's kind of like a family celebration. They did a big luau at the church, and, and this guy who apparently had been doing worship, even for the little kids, all week long, did a concert, and I... I mean, I'm kind of a traditionalist, and I remember the last day of vacation Bible school, we kind of performed for our parents all the little songs we had learned. So now being a parent, I brought my video camera, I was all fired up, and they're like, oh, no, the kids aren't going to perform. We have a professional here to perform. And I thought, oh, great, thanks. Um, I didn't video him. But anyways, it actually was pretty amazing because this guy, you know, kind of geared towards kids, led worship, and kind of did the songs that he'd done with the kids all week. And it was totally unbelievable to be a parent and watch my three-year-old daughters raising their hands worshiping God. It just totally blew me away. It was unbelievable. And I noticed there's some parents here today um, here to watch your son or your daughter be baptized. And um, now that I'm a parent, wow, I really hope that I have that privilege and that honor of one day seeing my children say yes to Jesus and follow him wholeheartedly and um, respond in obedience and baptism. So we're so glad that you guys are here today to support your kids. Woo! <clears throat> yeah, break it down. Anyways, um, to start out this morning, I want to actually play. I ended up buying the guy's CD, and we listened to it in our car constantly. And it's kind of cool because it's not super corny, and it's not all about, like, I don't know, total kitty stuff, but I found myself worshiping along with this music. And there's this one song in particular, it's called Imagine. And listening to it over the last couple weeks and thinking about wrapping up this weekend, I'm like, dude, this song kind of nails it on the head. What does abundant life in Jesus look like? How do I do that? I think this song paints it a pretty good picture of it. So I want you to listen. Um, maybe it's your last chance to have a little nap before I, before I share, but I hope you don't. I hope you listen to the words. So listen to this song. What can I say 
to the God who makes my heart beat, who made up a plan just for me long, long ago. Oh, what must I do to give you my whole heart and soul? It's for you, I want you to know. I am your child. And what, what could we do if I gave all of me to you? And where, where would we go if I really learned to follow? You say, imagine. to Jesus and he says oh imagine have an imagination imagine and follow and trust your whole life to me watch and you'll see living a life that's beyond our imagination living a life of abundance a life filled with Jesus how do we do that we imagine we follow 
and we trust. I want to start by reading you a story in the Bible, um, kind of where Jesus, or not Jesus, actually, it's in Genesis, so we're going to just not talk about Jesus yet. Um, a story in the Bible where God was kind of trying to jumpstart the imagination of a family, kind of saying, come on, I'm a big God, I can do big things, dream a little bit with me, okay? The Lord was with Abraham, and the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah, she was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind them, And Abraham and Sarah were already old and well-advanced in years, and Sarah was way past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself. (laughs) And she thought, after I'm old and worn out and my master is old, now will I have this pleasure? Well, then the Lord said to Abraham, hey, why why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was kind of afraid, so she lied, and she said, I didn't laugh. And he said, yeah, you did. (laughs) Sorry, I just think that's super great. (laughs) You know, She's like, oh, I didn't do it. And he's like, yeah, you did. Um, (laughs) But it's so funny because God is saying, Abraham, Sarah, I told you a long time ago that your descendants were going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. And you've come to me time and again and said, how can that be? We don't even have an heir. We don't even have a son. And so God's like, come on, dream a little bit with me. Don't you want a son? Don't you want to have an heir? I'm going to make you the greatest nation. You need a son. Come on, dream with me. And Sarah's like, I'm too old for this now. It's, it's, too old. It's, it's too late. I'm too old for this. And God says, nothing is too difficult for me. So buckle up, because you're going to have a baby. Nothing is too difficult for God. And maybe, kind of like Sarah, she feels like she's too old. This isn't for her. She can't dream big dreams. Maybe for some of you, you've been limited in your dreaming or your imagination of what your life could be like because of the chains and the bondage that we talked about last night and that we've talked about this weekend. And my hope is that if some of you laid down those chains last night and were set free, my hope is that starting today and beyond, you will start to dream big dreams of what God can do in your life. And maybe some of you last night just kind of jump-started your thoughts of thinking, yeah, I've got this stuff in my life. I'm not ready to let go of it yet. But I'm hoping in the next couple weeks and months you'll get to the place where you say, yeah, I'm ready to let go of those chains and be set free and start dreaming big dreams with God. Because he can do so much more in our lives. He's not limited by our resume. Oh, I'm not qualified to go work there. Oh, I, I, I could never, you know, just haul off and move to... Haiti and help out in an orphanage. I don't even have enough money for a plane ticket. God's like, oh, come on. Imagine with me. Imagine something bigger. I can take care of all that. Well, later on, um, Abraham is talking with the Lord, and it's interesting to see the difference between Abraham and Sarah. Sarah's kind of limited by a small vision, not really imagining much, but God doesn't just leave her there. He's like, come on, I'm jump-starting your imagination. You're going to have a baby. It doesn't matter how old you are. We can do this, right? Big life. I'm a big God. 
Well, with Abraham, he's talking to God, and the city is of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, stuff's going on there that's not quite right. And the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is really as bad as the outcry that has reached me. And if not, then I'll know. So God goes down, and Abraham approached the Lord, and he said, Will you sweep away all of the righteous with the wicked? I mean, in the city of Sodom, what if there are 50 people that are, that are righteous? Will you spare the city for their sake? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked. Treating the righteous and the wicked alike, far be it from you. Will not the judge of the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare this whole place for their sake. Well, then Abraham spoke up again. And he said, well, now that I've been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city just because of those five people? Okay, if I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, Abraham spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of the 40, I will not do it. And you can just see Abraham's mind working, right? First of all, he just asked for God for something kind of small. And then he starts thinking, this is a big God. He can do big things. Okay, God, what if there's only 45 righteous people? Then will you spare Sodom? What if 30? And he goes down. His imagination is going way beyond, and he gets down to the point where he says, May the Lord not be angry with me, but let me speak just one more time. What if only ten people are found in the city of of Sodom that are doing good, that are righteous? And God answered, For the sake of the ten, I will not destroy it. I love this interchange, because it's kind of like God saying, I'm a big God. I can do big things. Ask me. Ask me for what you dream of. Ask me for something that's beyond your imagination. I can do it. I'm a big God. Come on. And I think it really affirms and honors God when we ask him for big things, when we imagine. Because it it, it shows that we believe that he is a big God that is capable of doing great things. When we go to God and we say, hey, God, um, I don't even know if this is possible. I don't even know if this would ever work. I don't know if you could do this, but I'm just hoping maybe. I think God sits there and goes, oh, come on. Come on. Approach me boldly. I'm a big God. I can do big things. Dream with me. Imagine. I've got something more for you. I'm bigger than your age, Sarah. I'm bigger than the chains that have bound you to a lie. I am bigger Come follow me. Let's dream. Let's dream big. And then the second thing is to follow. Imagine and follow. Great example of this in the Bible. Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their net into the lake because they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once. They dropped their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. And without delay, he called to them. 
And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. Jesus says, come, follow me. And these guys who would be the disciples, they dropped everything right away, and they left to follow Jesus into a life that would be beyond their imagination, an abundant life, a life to the full is what they experienced as they followed Jesus. And maybe Jesus is saying to you, will you follow me today into the messy relationships of your family that you've avoided for so long? Because I've got something more for you in those relationships. I want to bring restoration and healing and newness. Will you follow me into those messy relationships? Will you follow me on a trip halfway across the world on world deputation? Will you follow me on a spring break trip, maybe to Jamaica or the Dominican Republic or to Compton? Because I've got something for you there, something that's beyond your imagination, something that's going to give you abundant life. Will you follow me to a faraway place? Will you follow me into a recovery program? Because the addictions in your life are killing you. And I want you to have more in your life. I want to give you an abundance. Will you follow me into a tough, tough place? If we want to really experience life to the full, we got to start dreaming a little bit and imagining. And we got to follow Jesus. And lastly, we got to trust him. Trust him with our whole life. A story you might have just read last month, but I think it's a beautiful example of trust. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town in Galilee to a virgin who was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered, Oh gosh, what kind of greeting must this be? But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus and he will be great and he will be called the Lord of the Most High. Now Mary said, how will this be? I'm a virgin. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One born to you will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. I love how Mary kind of goes from, holy crap, you know. The angel approaches her and she's terrified to, how could this possibly be? To, okay, I'm in. I trust you with my whole life. I trust you. Maybe I relate to this one a little too much because I remember that day laying in the doctor's office with the ultrasound on me. And my husband was there and the doctor said, yeah, you're pregnant. And I thought, I I didn't say, how can this be? (laughs) But (laughs) when the doctor said, hold on one second, and she turned the screen away from us, and I'm laying there, and she's behind that screen, 
and she doesn't come out. And I kind of got a little uncomfortable, and I'm laying there, and I said, what are you doing over there? You looking for another baby? And she peeks her head behind the screen, and she said, yeah, there's two babies. (laughs) And then I said, how can this be? (laughs) Actually, what I said was, I was just kidding. And she goes, no, no, there's two babies. And I go, no, really, I was just kidding. And she turned the screen around, and there were two little heartbeats going. And um, then my husband slithered onto the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And after we kind of regained our composure, we both said, okay, God, let it be to me as you have said. I am your servant. If you found us worthy of having two kids at once, then here we go. And we trust you with that. God is saying, will you trust me with 100% of your life? Because 99.9% just won't do. He wants all of you. When he comes to you with something crazy like he did with Mary, at first your response, it's all right, we're human, to be like, oh my gosh. And then kind of go, okay, now let's get practical, God. How am I going to pay for that? How am I going to be able to do that? And God just says, come on, trust me. And ultimately, if you want to experience life to the full, if you want to experience an abundant life, he says, you just got to trust me and let go. Have the response that Mary did. Okay, God, let's do this. I'm in, 100%, let's go. So, in closing, how do you do this? How do you start having amazing dreams? How do you jumpstart your imagination? How do you know that you are following Jesus? How do you know that he's the one that called you into these crazy things? How do you learn to really trust God? My answer is this right here. It's the Bible. Everything that you need to know about having an abundant life in Jesus Christ is found in this book. Your imagination It will totally get jump-started as you read this book because this is the most creative book you will ever read in your whole life because it's written by the creator of life, the creator of everything. You don't get more creative than God. He is the creator, the author. You want to know how to follow Jesus? This book is filled with journals of people who followed Jesus and questioned and doubted and were afraid You will be so encouraged by their journeys. It will definitely show you how to follow Jesus with your whole life. And you want to know how you can trust God with everything? This book will tell you time and time again about the character of God. And you will learn so much about who he is that when he asks you to do something, you'll be able to say, absolutely, because I know God. I know my God is faithful he will forgive. I know my God is just. He will bring about healing and restoration. I know who God is because I have read it and I have heard it and I have seen it in my own life and I can trust him wholeheartedly. Everything you need is found in this book. Just a couple weeks ago, the pastor at the church I go to in Los Angeles gave an illustration that was just crazy appropriate. He said these parents were sending their son off to college, right? Their last kid to go to college, sending him off, drove him out to campus, you know, dropped him off. And his dad said, here, son, here's $100. You're going to need this this year. And the mom gave him the Bible, and she said, here, son, 
here's the Bible. Everything else that you need is found in this book. Read it. And I've written out a couple verses that I think are important that you'll need to look at. So I made a list. It's right in the front of the Bible, okay? You look up those verses, and everything that you need will be found in those verses in the Word of God. Kissed him, sent him on his way, turned around, probably had a little party. But anyways, um, sent their son to college. So, you know, after a couple weeks, that $100 didn't go too far, right? $100 doesn't take you too far, right? You might, like, go grab coffee here. you got to buy books, all sorts of stuff. So the son calls his parents, and he goes, hey, you know, how has everything going? Things are going great. Things are going great. Yeah, you know, I just found out for one of my classes we got to buy a couple extra books, and that $100 is gone. Can I get a little more money? And his dad said, son, are you reading your Bible? He goes, yeah, yeah, Dad, I'm reading my Bible. Okay, well, good, because everything you need is found in the Word of God. All right, I love you, son. Take care. Hangs up, and the kid's like, Okay. Anyways, so he's like, you know, calls up some friends, starts borrowing money, borrowing books, whatever, you know. Well, as the weeks went on, this kid started to realize that he wasn't able to do laundry because his money had long run out, right? And you can scrape by for a couple weeks, but after a couple months, this kid's getting pretty ripe. So he calls his parents, and he's like, hey, mom, oh, hey, how's it going, son? Good, good, good. Yeah, um, you know what? I was wondering if you might be able to send a little bit more money because I've run out, and I can't do my laundry, and whoa, Things are getting pretty bad here. My roommates moved out. They just can't handle me anymore. Can you please send some more money? Mom said, oh, son, so glad to hear you're doing well. Are you reading your Bible? Yeah, yeah, Mom. Yeah, Mom, I'm I'm reading my Bible. Are you reading those verses I I, I laid out for you? Yeah, Mom, I'm reading my verses. Oh, good. Well, everything that you'll ever need, son, is found in the Word of God. So I love you and have a great day. Hangs up, you know, and the kid's like, oh, my gosh. So the kid goes home at Thanksgiving, right? He is nasty. He has got the filthy clothes on that could walk home themselves, right? He walks in the door, and his parents are so excited to see him and stuff, and he brought home his Bible. You know, he's like, look, Mom, I brought my Bible. And she said, oh, son, I'm so glad. And he goes, why wouldn't you guys send me some more money? I mean, my gosh, you know, like I haven't been able to have half the books for my classes. I stink. Why haven't you sent me my money, more money? And the mom said, son, have you been reading your Bible? And he's like, yes, I've been reading my Bible. Gosh. And she goes, really? Let me see it. So she she grabs his Bible and she goes, well, here's that list of verses I had for you. Let's look up the first one. Oh, there's a $5 bill. Let's look up the second verse that I have for you in Samuel. Yeah. Oh, look, son, there's a $10 bill. Were you reading your Bible? Because we put money all throughout your Bible that you would need for the whole year. And if you were reading your Bible, you would have had everything that you need. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you. I mean, my Bible isn't laced with cash, but it's so true. And the parents kept saying, everything that you need, son, is found right here. Are you reading it? Are you reading it? And it's easy to go, yeah, 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 yeah. No, really. Are you reading it? I'm not kidding. I'm not just giving you, like, the good Sunday school answer, the good pastor answer. Oh, just read your Bible and everything will be okay. Everything's not going to be okay. Because if you read the Bible, you'll find out that Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. It's a promise. You're going to have problems. Things are going to get messy. But if you continue to read this book, Jesus says, but don't get discouraged. I have overcome the world. I can get you through those tough times in your life if you're trusting me and following me. So I want to encourage you guys to read God's word. If you don't have a Bible, talk to Ryan. I know that he can get one for you. And not only read it, but study it. Get in a core group. It's a commitment. It's a big commitment. 
But you know what? It is so worth it. You will experience things that you never dreamed of as you get in relationship with other people and look into God's word and study it. And lastly, memorize it. I know y'all are super capable of memorizing because I saw you up here rattling off all those crazy lyrics. Okay? I know you guys can memorize. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing more amazing than to have God's word memorized and, as they say, hidden in your heart. And at the craziest times in your life, he will bring those verses to the forefront and you will be able to use them to equip you and to give you direction in your life. Memorize God's word. I want to leave you with this. I know that you guys have been doing a series at the end on Romans. Fantastic book of the Bible. They're all great, but Romans is super great. Um, A couple years ago, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but a a friend of mine in Los Angeles um, had a brain aneurysm. She was an amazing woman of God, a powerful speaker and teacher who had committed Romans 8 to memory. Romans chapter 8, it's only 39 verses. She'd memorized the whole chapter and would use it often to share with people. Um, Anyways, when Catherine ended up in the hospital with brain surgery and so forth, we kind of started this movement, if you will, amongst people in Los Angeles called the Romans 8 movement, where we were encouraging as many people as we possibly could to memorize Romans chapter 8, not only to honor Catherine, if you will, but also just to dive into God's word as we're faithfully praying for her and her healing and restoration. As I was thinking about this talk this morning and talking about how important it is to read God's word and to study it and memorize it, I thought of this whole Romans 8 challenge. And ironically, you guys are studying Romans at the end. So I want to extend to you guys the challenge of memorizing Romans chapter 8. And I think that in the next couple weeks, Ryan's going to talk about it a little bit more at the end because there's actually a website you can go to and they've got some cool like uh, little flashcards and stuff that you can download. Everything that you need is right there. No excuses. But to take the challenge of memorizing Romans chapter 8, it's 39 verses, and I promise you, it will do something amazing in your life. God's word is so powerful. It helps you in every aspect of your life, but most of all, it shows you how to imagine, how to follow, and how to trust God with your whole life so that you can experience life to the full that Jesus came to give us all. Let me pray for us this morning before Mike comes up. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you don't ask us to lay down our life for you and follow you and then not give us any direction or instruction. But God, I thank you for this book that is living and active, that is relevant, even though it was written thousands of years ago. It is super relevant in our lives today. And God, I pray that every person in this room would take the challenge to read it, to dive in, to study it, and above all else, to start memorizing it, treasuring it like the piece of gold. Father, I thank you for all that you've done in our lives this weekend and all that you will continue to do beyond this weekend, for you are not bound by Black Lake, God. You don't just exist in this place, but thank you that you go with us into our everyday lives, back to our dorms, back to our apartments and studying and everything, God, you are with us and you are longing to give us more. A life of abundance, a life that is filled. 
God, I pray that we would walk out of this place with excitement and expectation for you are a big God who can do big things. In Jesus' name, amen.